on the last episode of Dice Funk. Basically, drop drop has magic fists. He gave her a chance before. Yeah, I know. I know. You can't keep letting her live. Is this what you want? Do I want to be beaten to death? Of course not. Everybody has a chance. I'm going to help her stand up. She stabs you in the back with her scorpion tail. If you don't want to be a lycanthrope, I might be able to help with that. And then I'm going to cast her move curse on her. The rest of you guys enter the military base and into the tunnels that run through the mountains. The entrance where you come into this huge cavernous room with a pit in the middle is what's left of Eyeball Jenkins. Dr. Sherry on the ground, who is unconscious and kneeling over her, is Lita in her dragon armor. You see that her helmet has been smashed open. He just went crazy. He was looking into the pit. You have to stop him. So she cries to uh, grab Shay um, because um, someone's dangling. And she doesn't really know what's going on or who is her, her enemy and her, her friend right now. But she's like, oh, uh, that's weird. Let's stop that. Well, you're charging across the room. You have to run by Fox to get to her and he takes a swing at you. All right. You take 10 damage as he slashes you. If Violet's uh, trying to lift Shay up, I'm going to go ahead and try and distract Fox. And as you walk over and you reach down to help Drop's mentor, Shay Thane, the elf, out of the hell pit. I have to take like a, a something saving throw, don't I? Violet, Violet. Before you hit that button, okay. let me just state for the record, this is a portal to hell, please. If you enjoy playing Violet the Barbarian Unicorn, do not botch this. Botching is what I do. It's nine, which is still I fail it, but it's not the worst botch. You reach down to help Shayathane out of the pit, and suddenly you are seized by the unshakable desire to fling yourself into hell. Moo! Orb! So what I really want to know is, Johnny. Yeah. Is baby mozzarella like the veal of cheese, or is it just they make it in smaller packages? I guess that depends on whether or not you think that um, cheese has feelings. I know it makes me feel things. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, you know, cheese is, cheese is a moving force in the universe, absolutely. It surrounds us and binds us and all that, but... um no. Of course, the relevance to the D&D podcast that we're doing right now is that at the end of the last episode, Violet Skittles Unicorn said, Moo? <laughs> and then stepped into hell. I'm pretty sure I didn't say moo, but... Mm, let's run that tape back, Austin, <laughs> who is editing this later. Put that in there right now with a little jaunty music under it. Or actually, no, not the jaunty music. Go with the horror music, because that's the one you have on your desktop. Violet says, Moo! Violet says, Moo! Violet says, Moo! Violet says, Moo! Listening to that replay there, I really agree that they should have run the ball on third and one there, but... Football jokes. I googled baby mozzarella and I just learned a lot of really interesting things about mozzarella. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good for eating. Apparently they were <laughs> once made only from the milk of water buffaloes. Or... Or on things. Yeah. So let's set the scene real quick. You probably heard it in the last time, but for our players who are prone to forgetting things week to week, <laughs> the way it was, you guys walked into a cave. It appeared that Fox, the goblin, had stared too long into the abyss and it gazed back into him. 
and therefore he went on a bit of a rampage. He was attacking Shayathane, drops Elf Mentor. When you interceded, she was thrown into the pit. She caught on the edge, and Violet was going over to help her while yep. Drop and Elias faced down with Fox himself. But while Violet was attempting to retrieve Shayathane, she looked into the pit, heard the corrupting voice of a devil whispering from hell, and she felt compelled to throw herself into the nine hells and that's where we pick up with her lifting her foot to step in okay how much control do i how much control over what happens now do i have that's a good question you feel compelled you think it's a good idea uh-huh like you're not a puppet on a string you're still you right you just are convinced that it's a good idea because you failed your wisdom save okay that's what devils like to do we've talked before that demons are from the abyss they like destruction devils are from hell they like corruption and bringing people to their demise through their own okay folly and throwing shade <laughs> they love to throw shade <laughs> okay so um what what's going on right now is there is a very convincing voice in Violet's head that says to jump in. But I'm guessing you're giving me like a mild amount of control instead of just saying Violet jumps in. So with that in mind, I have to assume that that means that there is some part of Violet who thinks that's, think that's going to kill her. The, the, the way that Violet is going to escape this, if she does, is definitely, you're on the right track yeah. on that. In that <laughs> uh, it's not that you have a voice convincing you. It's almost like Inception. You've convinced yourself it's good. You think it's your own idea. It's wily like uh-huh. that. It's not like, hey, jump in. Oh, I think I will. It's, it's whispered, Violet. Right. And then you suddenly thought like, I'm cold. I need to warm up. I'll get in this hole. Like, it's not a rational idea, but it it is a convincing one to you. But you do have control over your physical and mental state. You just can't do anything that contradicts that necessarily. That contradicts contradicts jumping in. Or the idea that it would be good. Okay. I've looked at your character sheet, and there is, like, I I have not killed your character. You can get out of this. No, I understand. Okay. I understand. You were reaching down to help her. You suddenly were seized by this idea. You've straightened back up and you've started to take your first step. And action. <laughs> okay. I have like an idea of what to do, but I, I need uh, a moment to consider a better idea. <laughs> because, <laughs> because the idea I have is going to hurt a lot. Oh, okay. But it, 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 will, it will effectively make it impossible for her to jump in. Um, He's going to eat her own legs. Hey, there's there's no pressure. It's just that everyone in the forums and in the comment section is going to second guess this decision for the next two months. So no, I understand. Yeah, they they like that. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to get into that now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea uh, that's better. I don't know, like the exact like I don't have the magic book right in front of me, but Violet has an ability to turn on rage on a certain level called mindless rage which means she cannot be charmed or frightened. I don't know if this either of these things count because we didn't go over the specifics of it, but I would have to assume that that's close. I, I am vigorously chef-kissing at the microphone right now. It's <laughs> mwah, 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 molto bene. <laughs> yes, this is absolutely what this is designed for. Okay, okay. Well, the, well, I guess the problem with being mindlessly raging is that she's going to, I mean... I would have to assume that she's going to want to hurt someone too and not save Sha- save Shayathane. That's my issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Violet turns on Mindless Rage mm-hmm. because she doesn't know what else to do and flips the switch. And then she just starts screaming. <laughs> because that sounds pretty mindless. Please do that. That sounds pretty mindless and that sounds pretty raging. Can you give me a little taste of that? <laughs> 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 
Violet's eyes flare with berserker fury as she enters a mindless rage. Her foot halts in midair as she just becomes so consumed with just, I think we're going to call it that special Violet sauce of murder. Mm. Okay. Violet, uh, I would have to say that, like, just role playing this out, it would not be in her... In that particular state, she would not be like, I'm going to do something very peaceful now and extend my hand down to Shea thing. But, which I feel like is reasonable for her to do, is since she's, like, her foot was right over the edge, yeah. and she's standing right over the edge, right next to Shea thing, she kind of, like, looks at Shea thing as if to say, you can grab onto me right now because I'm sturdy. I'm sturdy as fuck. <laughs> You're, like, doing a ton of face acting. Like, half of your face says, it's murder time, and the other half says... Come on, grab on. <laughs> Piggyback time. Oh, jeez. Right. You have you have your leg dangling over, like you're just yeah. dipping a toe in there just to see if the pool's too cold. Yeah. But Shayathane, with her last ounce of strength, because she's been, you know, starving and fighting in here for who knows how long, uh, flings herself around your ankle. Yep. And you are now a helicopter ladder for this elf. Um, as you just take in lungful after lungful of literal hell smoke. And once Shayathane is latched on tight enough, mm-hmm. she like runs <laughs> in order to in order to bring her up, basically. <laughs> like I said, she's not she's not she she can't do this peacefully. She's nuts right now. Yeah. This is this is the most rage that there is on her character sheet. I love the the squash and stretch animation of this mental image I'm getting of you trying to run with a <laughs> woman around your ankle. It just it doesn't end well for either of you, uh Violet, because you are now 20% smog yeah. and Shayathane because she is battered again and again against the cavern floor, but you are both alive. Okay. And that is what matters f- for the moment. Yeah. Yeah. How far away is Fox? Fox took a chunk out of you. Um, he is okay. far enough away facing down with Elias and Drop that they're going to get to do some stuff before you get there. Got it. Okay. Depending on how that gets, you can join that scene, but I think we're going to go now to that. It's a two-on-one, Drop and Elias versus the Goblin Fox, who has a spiffy red panda coat, um, and he also has a blood-red claw mm. uh, in place of his normal hand. You guys saw him lose his original hand in a flashback, but now you're looking at him, he has the handle of a sword sticking out of his neck how do you guys want to handle him what's the read on the situation is he is he still looking like he's kind of crazy face yeah his eyes are actually blank like that horror movie possession effect like somebody formatted that c drive and then installed i don't know (laughs) windows 2000 he is running hell.exe Ooh, uh, uh, at least is that windows 3.0 then we went screwed no, Windows ME. There we go. Ooh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> He's Goblin Vista right now. Um, but the important thing is that, yeah, he looks as if he is sleepwalking. He doesn't have any, uh, he's not exhibiting any sapience. Mm-hmm. 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 So Drop stands there and just, mm, mm, mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. That's out of character. Ah. <laughs> Jeez, Austin. Yeah, that's what we call the, the Maloney surveillance. He's just mm-hmm. checking it out. Mm-hmm. All right, Skitch, how do you want to play this? Beat down? Um... Beat up. Just beat it. Elias's objective is to subdue and contain in this particular capacity. So he would probably relay over to drop. Let's the goal is to stop, not to kill, as they approach. You know, in haste. All right. Okay. So shall we say that's a nonverbal signal? I think they have enough time to say that to each other while they're running in. I would say talking is a free action. You guys can banter like a Marvel movie yeah. if you want. <laughs> yeah. 
I, yeah, I guess we're going for the um, uh, the little sleep. Not the big sleep. The little one. Are you sure you don't mean the little death? No, I'm absolutely certain. <laughs> I definitely do not mean the little death. Because I'm not sure it's that kind of podcast. It is. It's it, Even if it were... Um... <laughs> I've literally had that thought before. Like, what if... One of you were just like, and then I put two fingers in. <laughs> I just had to be like, whoa, like, I don't know what to do about that. I don't think that's something you'd want to roll dice on, is, <laughs> is what I'm saying. That seems, that seems more like a, 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 like a living card game, like an LCG or something like that, you know? This got gross. I really hope our listeners are, are into French idioms. Um, you guys can roll combat, we can role play it, however you want to do it. All right. Uh, am I rolling for initiative then? Sure. If you guys want to do this combat style. All right. I just I want to you know like uh, I want to tell him uh, Fox, you're gonna have to stop. But then I I assume I'm also gonna have to take action here. So this is another another case of good cop, good cop. Yep. Yikes! I rolled a seven. Elias rolled a fourteen, and Drop rolled a twenty-two. So you guys definitely get the drop on him. Mm-hmm. The drop is gonna is gonna get on him. I keep saying drop, people getting the drop, and it's very confusing. I need a new phrase. But yeah, drop, you can approach this however you want. All right. Uh, so yeah, I am going to I am gonna say to him, like, Fox, you have to stop this now. No recognition crosses his face. You I guess I'm just going to have to beat him then. Uh, so I'm going to attack. The first one's a crit. Yikes. The second one's a 16. Uh, crit definitely hits 16. Misses, actually. Shucks. All right. Not great. Seven damage. Can you describe that attack for me? Um, it, it looked like it was going to be really impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, there was like, there was a big wind up and everything. Time slowed down and maybe <laughs> there was like a string section in the background that was like holding on a minor note or something like that. <laughs> but then everybody blinked and it was just sort of like, oh, that was, that that was it. I think the question is more of, are you, are you using your sword or your fists? But that 30 second explanation was also good. That's fists. Yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm punching. There's, there's literally no, almost no reason for me to use my sword at this point in time. Yeah. Because my, my hands do the same damage and they're also magical. Magic. Magical. So in so yeah, I strike him, but then because my hands are magic, I also produce uh, a very long multicolored handkerchief from somewhere. <laughs> You fucking dork. Uh, you do a one-two combo punch on him. The, one of them misses, which is him catching that hand in his red hand. And the second one is you just bopping him in the face. Right. And it does not look like it bothered him at all. Right. He's not bothered. He's not. You find the the reply to your punches unsettling. But uh, does it look like I've, um, I've messed his garden up? <laughs> does, his, does his picket fence look like it needs a new coat of paint? You're not enthused with the results. Did I did I did I bend the fender a little bit? That's a different what? Do we need a clean up in aisle face? <laughs> no. That's good. <laughs> That's a good yeah, it's a very good phrase, but no, honestly, you wish it you wish it looked worse. It does not look that bad. His hair's a little messed up. Elias, I think it's your turn. <laughs> Elias has drawn his rapier, does a light flourish of it to turn on Blade Song, and once he sees that Fox has grabbed Drop's fist. He's going to deftly stab at uh, Fox's arm to try to get him to release Drop's hand. And that will be his attack. And that's a miss with an eight. That's a miss. So Fox pulls Drop away. He's just not interested in you. Uh, Fox is now going to attack Drop. He's miffed, isn't he? Do you think? 
Here we go. First is a 20. That hits. Second is a botch. <laughs> so, so it's two slashes. The first one, he gets you good. Yeah. The second one, something bad's going to happen, but let's roll damage for that first one. Aw, uh, shucks. You take 18 damage. Ow. Hot damn. As he <laughs> slashes you open in the front, and then drop you jump back <laughs> as you would just getting ripped open yeah and he runs after you claw raised in a mindless fury and actually just trips over some rocks and goes sprawling across the ground like a looney tune (laughs) and so he he is now prone Mm. but you've seen firsthand what his claw can do and it has owned both violet and dropped now yeah that was that was an ouchie yep it's drops turn again it's not my turn oh no what a kill it's every <laughs> round's only six <laughs> seconds. It took you much more than six <laughs> seconds to have your uh, run across the room. And uh, I'm fast, but okay. <laughs> it can't always be That's about fine. you, Violet. Oh, fine. Sketch. I don't know. I don't know if the if if attacking is really going to give us that much. Um, I mean, I I put I put a, a a nice beat on him, but if he's not, he probably has tons of HP. You think? Well, I I I plan on casting spell, but I don't know how much health he has, so I'm gonna. Probably wait until I see what you do to him, and then I can use that as a basis to judge. Here's my problem: is my problem that uh, this comes on um, uh, the tail of another fight that I got into, and now I only have eight hit points. Yeah, and I I didn't actually dock Elias any hit points, but he also was very badly beaten. So it'd be nice if he was he if you were role playing, right. be, Being kind of weakened, even though I haven't imposed that mathematically on you. I can spend my action this turn. And heal myself with wholeness of body, and that'll give me 18. That'll basically ne- cancel out the damage he just did to me. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I believe that's the end of my turn. Like, I don't even think I can... I, I think Flurry of Blows I can only pop if I attack that turn. Um, while they're doing that, Violet, if you want to roll Perception to see the fight, and maybe I can give you some insight. All right. No, it's not good. She sees nothing. She, I get a six. You see only smoke and fig- and figures running around in it. Uh, you're not doing great, actually. I think you're gonna have disadvantage on anything. You're you're you have smokers long. It's <laughs> Fair not, enough. It's not good for you. Yeah. Also, Shayathane is being beaten into unconsciousness. I don't know if you want to let her, her off. Maybe this wild ride. Yeah, she, Mr. Toad's wild ride. Violet shakes her off. You hear her yell as you run away. She go thanks. I think. Violet goes ah. <laughs> she can't she can't form words i've decided that she cannot form words while in mindless rage okay all right are we back yep mm-hmm. okay so i am gonna wholeness of bod okay because hold that bod i like i like it when my bod is whole yeah so i regain uh three times my monk level which is six so i regain the 18 hit points uh you just did to me <laughs> he slashes you you jump back he goes rolling and then you just stop close your eyes fold your hands and then the wounds on you just slowly start to close up it's a really good image Nah, nah, it's, it's, it's gotta be like, it's a weird hard breathing exercise. It's gotta look intense. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Elias will move in, mm-hmm. attack Fox on the ground with advantage, just because he might yep. as well take his chance. Um, a 22 will hit, I take it. Yep, you stab him with your rapier. Uh, 12 damage on the attack. He, the other thing he was gonna do was use his bonus action to disengage, and then basically do like a 10 foot step or so back. Kind of like he lunged in, stabbed, and then returned back to his prior spot as if he was fencing. All right, so you do that, and so both of you have kind of retreated from this fight. He has some space to pull himself up. He's now bleeding from a stab wound, but he does not. he's not favoring it. He's not holding a hand to it. It's just kind of bleeding freely. I don't think either of you have ever fought, like, undead before, but mm. he's acting le- much like that in the sense that he just doesn't seem to be bothered about taking damage. Mm-hmm. And he's going to rush at Elias, who just stabbed him. Mm-hmm. 15 and 22. 
Aaliyah's cast shield as a reaction, making us AC-23, so both miss. Gosh. Elias is very good at stuff, huh? He had his, his AC was 18, just as a point of notice, and then shield pushes him up to 23. All right, so this blood red claw whistles right towards your face, and you get the feeling that you would have been grievously, if not mortally wounded, if it had slashed you, and you just deflect it with your magic shield, and he comes back for another slash, you deflect it again, because you're just honestly very cool. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that i'm using my abilities <laughs> no you're just really cool i'm just saying you're cool like this is a swashbuckling adventure all right so this is the last turn before violet joins it drop your body's hole all right then i guess i'm i'm, I'm going back in he's t- attacking Elias, so his back is to you all right um what does that mean nothing just just giving people pictures that i just get to like punch him in the kidneys <laughs> you can punch him anywhere you want all right, okay, so that's two attacks, one out of 16, one out of 14. I think both of those are misses. Correct. I'm going to pop my last key point and attack him two more times, 19 and 10. So that's only one hit, right? Correct. All right, so that one does eight damage. All right, you run over and you just punch him in the back, and he doesn't even turn around. Yeah, why not? Elias? Elias is going to risk burning a spell slot for this, but he's going to cast sleep on fox uh as a level two spell Uh so he's going to see here does fox have less than 22 hit points at the moment he does not okay so he's not put to sleep yeah that's his main action the rest of rest of elias's thing is just sort of to disengage and again step back by about five feet or so just so he's kind of out of immediate reach of fox all right, yeah, you extend the hand with the bangle on it, it glows, and you look into his eyes, and he just blinks at you as if it didn't do anything, and then you start backing up. Mm-hmm. I think the last person to hit him was Drop. That's right, right in the kidneys. Here he comes for you. He's going to turn around. Seventeen twenty-four. One of those is a hit. 24 damage. Ooh! Zoiks! <laughs> By Odin's beard! <laughs> Are you down? No. Holy cow, 24 damage. By some miracle. <laughs> By wholeness of body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only thing that's keeping Drop alive is how whole his body is. <laughs> Holy body! Um, <laughs> he turns around and he just rips you open very badly, at which point Violet arrives. Violet, this little green guy is wrecking your friends. He doesn't look even mildly miffed about his situation. Here, I don't know what his AC is, so you'll have to tell me if I hit it at all. Nope. You rolled six times, and you have zero <laughs> hits. You just run in with yeah. your two-handed rainbow greatsword and just start swinging for the fences, and he just, yeah. just he doesn't he doesn't dodge out of the way. He deflects <laughs> it with his hand. Yeah, if I if I weren't at disadvantage, I would have hit twice, but uh, I didn't. Seventeen misses. Yep. Yeah. Well. Uh, anyway, that's it. Violet just doesn't do anything and says, Wah! and that's it. That's all I got. It is drops turn. <laughs> All right. Nope. Mm, I think that's a yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Ten damage. All right. You run up and punch him. Still doesn't seem like it's bothering him. In fact, I think you if you're looking at his face now, it looks like it might have actually gotten better since the last time you punched him. What? I mean, I, look, I'm Violet would not think this, but out of character here, maybe we have to do something else to this fool. Yeah, that's that's why I tried to put him to sleep. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do let's do that. I look, I'm a I'm a one note. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't have a lot else here going on. Barbarian and monk are not known for their flexibility. No, not really. No. I punch good, but I punch like I guess here's the question for you Austin. In the past we've sort of allowed 
sleep to sort of stack over subsequent casts. Yeah. Are you going to permit that as well if I do it again here? So there's a thing that happened last episode, and I guess it's happened all season, but last episode specifically, where I try very hard to hint that you guys should make intelligence rolls. Um, so this is me <laughs> hinting subtly. I, I, I guess I'm used more so to GMs requesting intelligence <laughs> rolls rather than hinting that I should ask to do a roll. Sorry. Now, here's a question. Intelligence or investigation? Is investigation uh, applicable here? Arcana. Arcana? In that case, I rolled a 22. Holy shit on toast. Elias, you've been watching this fight going on. You know that the portal is a portal to hell. Yep. Because uh, Lavinia was told by Alona, and she shared that. And you also know that Shayathane made a deal with Zavala, Mm -hmm. and that was accomplished by punching a hole through hell where devils come from. You're putting this all together. You're rolling around in your head. Mm -hmm. You're basically certain. Fox is possessed by a devil, and devils are incredibly immune to things. They have all kinds of innate magical abilities. They're resistant mm-hmm. to most magic. They're resistant to most weapons. Mm-hmm. They can self-heal. They are mm-hmm. very dangerous, very resistant, and appear to be very in control of Fox. They're bad boys. They're very bad boys. What you're dealing with here is a, a, a classic specter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right, right, right. I mean, basically... spectral possession... Yeah, basically, that was one of those things where it was like, this is not just a mere domination of person, which would mean the creature is operating under their own physical form, but with strings attached, this is something is inside of it. You think even if you put him to sleep, like his brain would shut off and his eyes would close, but the body would keep coming for you guys. Right, right, right. Okay, that is that is pertinent information. That's a That's a comforting thought for me to die to. Uh, it's, it's a pertinent I- information, but it makes Elias just sort of like his eyes widen a bit. He simply says, we have to fall back. He's possessed. Literally. Drop. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Violet wants to grab him and throw him into the pit, but that's not a good idea. You can absolutely do that if you want to. If you guys want to end combat and start role-playing. Uh, Shayson is being dragged behind Violet, right? No, no, no. I let her. I let her go. Yeah, she's on the ground, kind of like, whew, it's been a day. <laughs> Let me tell you. And uh, and as far as Elias knows, there's no easy way to basically force a, de- a devil or demon out of a person that's been possessed. So that is... Yeah, there are some spells, and this is not intentional, but uh, Lavinia's removed curse would probably do it. She's not here, unfortunately. Oops. Right. Can I make a religion check to know how to do an exorcism? <laughs> what if I crit? It can't. You know what? Try it. Try it. It's a five percent chance that I'll crit. Yeah, it's a five percent chance to do things that your character has no training in. It doesn't matter. She might have heard about it. She read. She read a lot about humans. My character stuff. might have some training in it. Do you have disadvantage? <laughs> I got a four. It doesn't matter. Yeah. At at a roll of four, I would like to think that uh, Violet has seen Exorcist two, but that's the bad one. Violet's like, you got to throw salt over your shoulder. It's the only way to stop him. I guess I may as well make a religion check too. All right, mm. let's let's see what I can uh, come up with here. Not much more. No, nope. but twice the amount. <laughs> Violet barely understands language right now. You should have had quadruple disadvantage. She's grabbing. She's grabbing. Um, Fox. Yeah. Uh, everyone else, you think? Okay. Oh, if it's, if it's devil possession, uh, maybe if we knew its true name, or maybe if we had certain <laughs> spells or seals. But by the time you're like gone through all that, Violet, you ran over, and then I guess strength contest to try to lift this tiny man. Yep. I'm not going to give you disadvantage because although you are full of smoke, you are twice his size. Yeah. 
right. I rolled a 12. 19! Oh, Christ. Violet runs over and just lifts him over her head like <laughs> yep. the Stanley Cup. And you are now holding Fox the Goblin. Violet, what do you do? I throw him in the pit. Sorry. Violet lost her mind. Completely lost her mind. She all. <laughs> the only thing she knows right now is this individual is trying to kill her friends. And this this guy's got to go. All right. Can you paint that scene for me? So you turn around and start running. I hold on to him like a football. Mm-hmm. And I make a mad dash for the <laughs> end zone. This is the worst thing possible. Now we can't get the sword away from Fox. She doesn't think to do that. There's just no way she thinks to do that. I, I know. I, I know. I know. There's so many better things we can be doing, but there's no way she doesn't she does that. So anyway, um, do I have to roll anything to to properly get this person to to hell? Or okay, you're running with him like a football. He's gonna stab you first of all. Cool, do it. Bring it. He definitely hits. I'm not even. That's not for even a hit. He hits you because he's against you. You take nine damage. Well, of course, that's fair. I'm at eighteen. Yeah, I'm at 18. All right. So you're running with him in football. He jabs his claws into your side, but you just keep running. You cannot be deterred. You cannot be stopped. Yeah. It is actually really dramatic as you're running through the smoke. And I think Shayathane like holds out a hand like, no. Drop Elias. Do you guys do anything? I could be a real asshole right now. Please do it. Please do it. <laughs> you motherfucker. Please, please, please. please. If, if you put him to sleep, I think he collapses. And with his momentum, they both go in the pit. That's a problem. Uh-oh. Don't. <laughs> Just let this happen. I like the image of Elias, like his bangle glowing as he considers it. And he's like, should I? <laughs> like, I can get rid of both of them. <laughs> Does that thought cross Elias's mind? I can get rid of both of these problems. He doesn't want uh, Fox to die. Yeah. Drop just looks kind of confounded. How far away is the pit from where else to where, where Elias is? I don't have an exact number. Is there something you're trying to do that makes that relevant? Uh, yes. Okay. A, a, a special floating disc that could be used to stop Fox from falling into the hole after he is thrown. <laughs> but it will keep him suspended over the hole so he can't attack us. How far How far can your disc go? 30 feet away from me. So if as Violet goes to slam dunk this mother into the pit, are you going to cast Tenzer's floating disc under him? Uh, you're damn right I am. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> All right. Okay. You, you spike him like a football into Tenzer's floating disc, and he gets the wind knocked out of him as he slams into it and is now floating in space. Violet, you're once again getting hella smoke inhalation. <laughs> you're gonna, she's going to die for nothing now. Constitution saving throw? I know. <laughs> she just let me kill Fugs. You would have died anyway then. Maybe I missed this, but wasn't everybody wearing, like, masks? Yeah, but it's just hot, though. It's very we're hot. At the, we're at the source. I guess. This is like pure, yeah. undiluted, yeah. organic farmed. I rolled 11. Yeah, Violet, your rage ends because you're so tired, and you now have the okay. status effect exhausted. Okay, fair enough. Which means you just have a disadvantage for a while. You you didn't lose any hit points, but okay. anything you do is going to be very difficult from now on. That's fair. This goblin is starting to pull himself up to a standing position while he's out on this disc. Um, he's not far from the edge. Because you were trying to throw him. I mean, how far did you try to throw him? Um, oh, I, I, I basically wanted to, like, gorilla press slam him, like, right in front. Okay, yeah. Thing. So he's like, not far so out. only a few feet. I mean, if he, if he, if what I'm trying to say is that he shouldn't be too far that if he wanted to jump kick me, he might be able to. I think he's going to, yeah. He's going to try to jump at you with his claw. Okay, but here's what I want to do. And I want to, I, I how, how about this? Okay. I, in, instead of, like, jumping out of the way... I want to collide with him so that he falls in the pit 
even though that will make me take damage. You want to sumo him is what you're saying. Yes, that is exactly what I'm trying to say. Basically, the disc can't just keep moving around, so... Actually, it can. <laughs> well, you you have to you can't you can't just if you want to cast it again in, in, in mid. It can move though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's gonna happen? We don't even need to roll for this. He tries to jump back, and Violet, you 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 guys sumo midair. He flies back. <laughs> Elias moves the disc under him again, <laughs> and he keeps trying to jump out, and you keep sumoing him back in. <laughs> and at this point, you guys are gonna have to make a choice because we can do this for a while, but Violet <laughs> is going to lose consciousness from the smoke uh, before the disc runs out. Uh, uh, Elias will will call out at this point. <laughs> what do you want from him? Oh, you're talking. You're talking to the devil. He's talking to the devil and Fox. And don't say a violin duel. So that's an amazing idea. The problem is, as you guys are well aware, uh, Fox has been stabbed through the throat, and his vocal cords are super severed. So while the devil mm. could talk through him, if it was like any other character in the game, this was not something I did to fuck you over for this. Uh, it's it's just not possible for him to answer you. You guys need to figure out something uh, else because if you don't, Violet is going to jump onto the disc. Also, I think Lauren would like to play tonight, so. Hi, I'm still here. Where Where is your character exactly? I'm sorry. Being gay. With With Jim. No. Okay. All right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna run over as drop. I'm gonna run over to to Shayathane and try and get her up and sort of corral her over to where Sherry is. Mm-hmm. Just to like you know keep them together and uh, inform them. I'll be like, Elias seems to think that he's possessed by a devil. I don't know which. <laughs> Shayathane goes, "Hey, drop. It's good to see you again. I think. I guess. Also." Christianity doesn't exist in this world, so they're all just devils. There's not, like, one. I mean, you know, there's there's a dude. There's always a dude. <laughs> Asmodeus. See? Is the is the guy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Nice catching up with you. Yeah. You're looking like shit. I feel pretty rough. <laughs> I lost your staff. We'll talk about that later. Sorry. I think I'm cross with you, but I haven't decided. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Take care, boss. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shayathane and Lita are trying to attend to Sherry as best they can, but all three of them are absolutely wrecked. Yeah. Elias, any other way to... <laughs> any other ideas? I mean, the only other option is for Elias to move closer to to the pit to push the disc further away so, you know, he can't <laughs> simply just jump the distance over. Okay, so Violet bounces him back on, but before he can pick himself up, you scoot it far, far away so he can't make the jump? Yeah. And he's stranded out there. Violet just looks confused. She doesn't really know what's going on, and she's just coming out of her rage, so she doesn't really get it. Coming out of your rage, and you've been doing just fine. <laughs> okay. She, she, she backs off. Drop whispers under his voice. Yes, stalemate. Elias <laughs> uh, sort of says out towards the devil... If you maintain your possession of him, you're either going to be returned back to your plane by me releasing you, or you will face your own demise otherwise. So it seems that would be best for you to just return from whence you came. Persuasion? Yeah, there's a couple of different ways I can play this. This is, this is a being of pure evil, so it's going to be very hard to use your words, but I'm open to it if you want to roll persuasion. But he's also lawful. Yeah, it's true. So if you want to roll those bones... Mm, eight. Eight. You hear a voice in your head that says, 
Return from whence I came. <laughs> okay. And Fox tips backwards on the platform and into the pit. God damn it. As the devil takes him back from whence it came. Drop says, why didn't he just do that in the first place? <laughs> because now he thinks that you guys really want him alive and it would hurt you to take him. He's mean. He's a bad boy. Uh, I know that. <laughs> just like, Drop is not the smartest boy on the team, right? So he's like, he sees he sees Fox jump in the hole and he's like, well, that was a waste of my time. I was thinking of doing like a Father Karras and being like, come into me! And then just as the demon goes into, um, the <laughs> devil goes into uh, Violet, she jumps. <laughs> 30 feet is within, is within range of Mage's hand. Uh-huh. And I don't require concentration for either spell. Uh, there's a floating disc or uh, Mage's hand. Yeah. So the 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 act of Fox falling back while Mage's hand holds onto the sword in his neck, so uh-huh. it withdraws as he falls back into the pit. Holy shit, Skitch! You savage motherfucker! Are you taking the sword? Take the sword. If the devil's going to take away Fox, it's not going to take away everything the Fox has with him. That is raw, bro. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, if you want the sword. Couldn't you grab Fox? I can't grab it with Mage's hand. Mage's hand can't carry all the way to Fox. Uh, oh. I thought he was small enough. Mage's hand is for grabbing, like, coin purses and stuff. But he's small. And other kinds of purses. And besides, it's something that I can... Return to Joan as an apology for failing to save Fox is basically Elias's justification. Oh, man, that's brutal, but also kind of beautiful. Yeah. You rip the sword out with Mage's hand as he falls, and there's like a wet gurgling sound and a spray of blood as his body twists and falls. And right before it passes out of view and into the smoke below, you hear that voice in your head again, Elias. And it's actually, it's like two voices competing mm-hmm. and one's like laughing and it's like, you know, ha, 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 ha. And then you hear a much quieter one like under it. And it says, thank you. Oh. At this point, uh, Elias uses Mage's hand to draw the sword back to him so he can get a better look at it to see what Joan's weapon was. There actually is like a rather sad look on his face. He, he's both sad, but he's also seems content that this was the only way to save Fox in a way that didn't hurt anyone else, including Violet. Yeah, and I think you also are getting maybe the slow realization that he probably wouldn't have died from that fall the same way Violet wouldn't have. They would, you would have mm-hmm. gone to hell, mm-hmm. and then they would have made that bad. So by pulling the sword out, you actually killed him and spared him an eternity alive in hell. Right. It was a mercy kill in this case. And then his soul went to wherever he worshipped. You guys actually haven't really explored goblin religion that much. It's probably not pleasant, <laughs> to be honest, but better than hell. All right. Violet can speak again. So she says, we won! <laughs> Elias, uh. <laughs> the sword flies over to you, and this is the first time any of you have seen below the, below the handle. The blade is not actually immediately obvious. There is a layer of plant material wrapped around it, and then it's slathered in blood. Which is weird to you. So you actually, as it floats over to you, you're quite surprised that you don't see the blade. Mm. And it it floats over in your invisible hand, and now you can take it if you want. Aaliyah sort of cautiously reaches and grasps the sword by the the hilt. And I mean, Drop, you see this too, and you're very familiar with that plant material is a large 
proportion of it is moss. Mm-hmm. And there's also, you know, other vines and leaves and stuff, but it very much yeah. looks familiar to you. Hmm. All right, so Drop is going to call out at Elias and say, be very careful with that thing. It likes to stab people in the back and also maybe transform entire orc armies into bloodthirsty killing machines. <laughs> Possibly. Elias, like, pauses before his hand is actually able to touch the hilt, and then he sort of maintains holding the sword with Mage's hand and keeps it at a distance. Yeah, I mean, this isn't like some kind of secret. You guys know that the only person to ever have survived a black amber wound is Fox. Mm -hmm. And you also know that Sherry is the only one who practices what we would consider like surgery as opposed to just waving your hand and wounds going away with magic. And so she appears to have used her plant material to have insulated the blade from causing any more internal damage because she Mm -hmm. could not remove it without without wounding him further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever (laughs) life-saving surgery she did... Whatever is the only way to survive a black amber wound was only possible because of the moss heart. And she left part of it inside of him to save his life. And had <laughs> had you guys not traded your magic weapons to Welch, you would have had to seek out Sherry to get Elias's arm wound fixed from the dagger. Mm-hmm. And that was what would have had to happen to him. <laughs> you would have had to have part of the moss heart living inside your arm if you guys didn't take the other option. Oh, no. <laughs> Choices. Only other thing I was going to think of is, like, is it possible to clean off the moss heart from the blade using presentation? Yeah. If, you, if you're going to try to, like, shake yeah. the covering of plant material and blood off, you start to and you realize that it's not live anymore. Whatever connection it had to the intelligence of the moss heart, which you guys actually know is literally just an extension of Sherry herself, has been severed once it right. was removed from the clump. So this is actually just dead, inert plant material, and you can remove it and see the blade if you want. Sure. At least does that. Yeah, it is a beautiful, slim, black rapier. You look into it, and it's not just like paint. It is like staring into the nothingness of space, the endless void between time and space forever and ever, and you're falling into it. It's like just looking into it is like a religious experience. It is that void. But it is also so very fine and delicate, a weapon for nobility and refined drow women of mm-hmm. fancy noble houses right uh, the kind of thing that hangs on mantelpieces and that you have at parades and nightings and executions and weddings but that maybe she didn't actually take into many battles right but you have that now somehow sketch across like the low rumbling of the fire and the smoke in hell you hear from across the room <laughs> drop go <laughs> nice Elias is going to uh, remove his standard rapier and carefully sheath the, the the black amber rapier into you know his rapier sheath just to keep it kind of somewhere safe and then motion for uh, Violet to come with him over to Sherry and Lita and the others. For bookkeeping purposes, that's a t- plus two rapier. The wounds it causes do not heal. <laughs> it is not nerfed for player characters. That is simply what it does. Right. You guys walk over and Shay. Lita and Sherry are kind of on the ground in various states of just done with Mondays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Shay like nods to you guys and says, Hey, where's the, where's that bitch ass horse? <laughs> right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you, and then Violet understands what's going on and is like, Oh, I'm a human now. Check me out. Drink it in. And you're welcome. Drop your friends are so weird. I'm coming to learn that. 
<laughs> if someone needs help being moved in particular, uh, Elias sort of motions and his disc, which is still active, floats over and sort of nudges up against one of the persons. Yeah, Sherry's going to be the one who needs the most help. Lita can limp. They actually explain to you, and we'll, we'll kind of do this in collage as you guys start to pick yourselves up and leave. Lita explains that, you know, she was, she was on the ship when um, some kind of dragon flew up there and started attacking her, and she couldn't hurt it. So she had to jump off the ship to get away, and she broke her leg in the landing, and she would have been killed by the orcs who were swarming them if the Modron hadn't sacrificed themselves to drag her into the tunnels. Drop points out, don't worry about the wyvern. I took care of it. And we've probably got like 45 minutes or something like that before I get challenged for leadership of the orcs, <laughs> so we've probably got some time to get out of here. Shay says, leadership of... What are you... Drop, did you trade the stick to become chief of the orcs? What happened? No, it was just a... a punch thing? Alright, we'll talk about this once we're safe. I'll explain later. Come on. I'm going with you. Are we just leaving the pit? I don't think it's safe to just leave unguarded. We have a plan. Fuck this pit. <laughs> we have most of a plan. We'll we'll explain on the way to the ship. Violet uh, sort of like insensitively um, puts her hand on Leas's shoulder and said, Good kill. Oh my god. And then walks off. Jesus. Alright, do we get the Vinny show now? <laughs> so as the rest of you guys start making your way back through the tunnels and out of the military base, Lavinia and Jem are in a medical tent, and they're going to have a scene. So it takes the team a while to walk through the tunnels, have their inside the mountain adventure, and then walk back out, which means Lavinia has half a day to herself. <laughs> so everyone else shut up while Lauren talks for a while. Hi, Lauren. Hi, hold on. The cat just jumped on the table. So you were in a medical tent with Jem. Um, the other orcs have tried to administer some sort of aid. Uh, they're not good at it. You, with your trained eye, see that the stuff they're doing is basically ceremonial and traditional, but not particularly helpful. Eventually, they get tired of you second-guessing them and just leave. <laughs> they just... It's not, like, angry or anything, but they're just like... Just like, ugh! Yeah, fine, you do it. I'm just gonna go catch my soaps. <laughs> and then I do it. So you're you're there. Is there anything you want to do or say? Because right now the only conscious things in this tent are you and Job, who is in your hair, being a burb. I'm going to use Cure Wounds on Jem. Mm-hmm. Twice. So you sit there and your hands are all glowy and you're making this woman less pummeled. Drop basically... Pummeled the heck out of her. It was a pummel palooza. Which does not sound like a good time. It's not the best time. It's like... Bottom 10 times you could have, probably. The bottom 10 paloozas. <laughs> What's the best palooza? Uh, wow. Are we talking about real paloozas or hypothetical paloozas? Puppy, it's puppy palooza. I'm oh, sorry. Puppy palooza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was right. waiting for you to get there, but then I got impatient. It's puppy palooza. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now you are thinking about it. You right, you right. So you heal gem, and you guys have quite a bit of time to spend there's like a montage of like soft lighting and changing bandages and petting the bird smooth saxophone music it's some kenny g shit yeah that up in this bitch uh i don't actually know any other like soft musicians <laughs> it was kenny g or nothing i'm gonna be honest is kenny g the recorder guy who's the recorder guy 
This is the part where we embarrass ourselves, huh? Kenny G is like the most awarded successful musician of all time. Yeah. But no one knows like what he does. It's, he's a saxophone man. Okay, who am I thinking of? Is it Yanni? Oh my god, that's another one. You thought of another guy. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm reading his Wikipedia page now. It says he is a keyboardist. I mean, like, I don't think all he did was recorder, but I feel like it was something. List of recorder players. Famous recorder players, yeah. <laughs> None of these are real people. <laughs> that one guy has, like, four recorders. <laughs> yeah, Aldo Abru is very excited about all his recorders. Oh, I'm really into it. Uh, we probably should play D&D. <laughs> so at a, at a certain point, Jem uh, stirs, and she mumbles something in her sleep. And she appears to be no longer in any danger. Hey, you sleeping? <laughs> Dad? Oh, fuck. No, it's Vinny. Oh. So, I'm petting her hair. Hey. She slowly wakes up and sees you. And a number of emotions cross her face. Uh, surprise. Um, happiness. Uh, embarrassment, shame, uh, wanting to crawl inside yourself and disappear forever. Same. Twenty four seven. Same. Yeah. But she she seems to be waiting for you to say something. Hey, how you doing? My face hurts. <laughs> I'm working on it. He punched me a lot. Yeah, I know, but that was kind of <laughs> what you guys were supposed to do. Wasn't it? I mean, I think it's dumb, but wasn't that the whole point? I mean, it was supposed to be a fight to the death, but he just didn't really seem like he wanted to do it that way. Well, yeah, because what? Why? Why you got a death? It's our culture. I know. I guess I know, but Drop wasn't gonna kill you. He didn't want to. I I got I got that impression. I can't believe you see saw me got beat up. This is so this is the worst. Well, Drop is very strong, and I guess his hands are magic now. So I mean that doesn't seem fair. Although I guess I flew. That doesn't seem fair. I, listen. Also, you stabbed him in the. You literally stabbed him in the back. Oh God, I messed this up so bad. It's okay. Is it? I'm not mad at you. How? What do you mean? I don't understand any of you guys. You're so weird. Yeah, that's fair. We are wackos. I don't know. I just didn't think any of that would happen that way. I was either going to win and everyone's going to be proud of me and we'd have revenge and everything would be good or I would lose and then die and not have to worry about it anymore. And then I could just go be with my family. I think... The true revenge is us getting away without having killed you and stopping the thing that's causing all the flooding, which really caused all the bad stuff to happen. And then you living afterwards, after it's got its face punched. I, I don't really know what any of that other stuff is, the flooding. I mean, the flooding didn't kill my family. Oh, you weren't with us. Let me tell you a story. I tell her all the stuff we know. Okay, so the camera floats away and is like watches Job peck at seeds. Yeah, some seeds in the ground, some like really tastefully placed acorns or something. And then the camera <laughs> pans back, and you guys are finishing that conversation. And she says, "That 
sounds like a highly improbable series of events and hijinks. Yeah, that is pretty weird, but apparently it's what happened. There's a portal to literal hell on your mountain. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I mean, none of us have ever been that far. Don't. Okay. I don't think it's good. It doesn't sound good. No. But the point is, is we're going to try and get all these portals closed, and then there'll be more, no more smoke. And it's not going to bring everyone back, but everything will suck less. That's a silver lining, I guess. I still don't know that there's anything left for me here. I mean, we can't change orc custom overnight. I'm basically persona non grata here now. I've dishonored myself. I don't really have any friends. They were only supporting me because I was invincible, and now I'm not. Well, why don't you go back with Isaac and Judy? I feel like they cared about you whether or not they thought you were invincible. Oh, God. I really wanged that one, too, huh? Yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty. eh? It's like you knew you were wanging everything. I mean, I was so angry at them for so long, but they didn't... I mean, they're shitty rich kids, but they didn't... They're not evil. I don't know. Yeah, they didn't bite you and make you a wyvern they did take me on that trip and leave me to get mauled did they leave you or did they just get split up we were hunting and then a giant dragon came or i guess it's a wyvern and it attacked us and they ran and it bit me a lot Jeez, that's a bummer you've seen you've you've seen the results well they're scaredy cats but i bet they feel really bad about it it's it's weird this is the first time in a long time i've remember feeling so light is it because you're not a wyvern anymore i guess i feel i've had like an animal in my brain for years now and now you're you i mean that was also you but this is another you how many yous can there be or me's a lot believe me there can be more (laughs) than one i know there's at least two because i met her they don't teach you this in fancy private school (laughs) Yeah, I'd imagine not. They probably teach you business or something. Yeah, it was a lot of regulations about ordinances and Modron patrol routes and... That sounds boring. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I had to because my mom was on the council, so... Well, now you can do whatever you want to do. I know where Isaac and Judy are if you wanted to go see them. What what would I even say to them? They they wouldn't forgive me. They might apologize and... Maybe explain that you had an animal in your brain for however many years. I gave you guys a murderously hard time about not telling me about my dad, and I've been keeping this from them. Yeah. I don't know. It made sense to me. I was just trying to help people, and the only thing I could do was fly and stab. Sometimes when we do bad things, we have the best intentions. You just gotta own up to it if it goes south. I thought I was. I don't know. I guess I just don't... I can't be like you guys and just turn it off. You say you guys, but even I've killed somebody. It was by accident, but I mean, none of us are innocent. That's what I'm saying, but you guys still walk around pretending like... Or I guess being good guys? I don't know. Are you Are you the good guys? I'd like to think so, but I mean, everyone's the good guy of their own story, so... That's deep. <laughs> deep cuts. Hot takes. <laughs> how would I how would I get to where Isaac and Judy are? I think I can help with that. 
Vinny's gonna rummage through her bag and pull out this girl. Mm-hmm. Alona's scroll. Ta-da! Oh, it's the thing we stole. I think half of that's mine, technically, legally. Well, <laughs> good thing we're gonna use it on you. Is it a bandage? What? <laughs> no, it's a portal to my home. Cool. Yeah, it was really neat, but also really weird, because I didn't know that was gonna happen, and all of a sudden, bam. Oh, yeah, I remember. You were reading it, and then you were playing a song, and then you couldn't stop, and then I flew away. That feels like it was months ago. It does. It was really not that long ago, was it? I guess. Time is weird. Yeah. Another deep deep cut, hot take. <laughs> Time is weird. It's all deep cuts and hot takes. All right, so Vinny's going to start playing the soul scroll scroll song. Scroll song's kind of hard to say. Yeah, scroll song. Scroll song. Now you have a lyre, <laughs> so it's very twangy. Do you have a song? <laughs> I just thought of one, but it's not really one. Uh-huh. Scroll song, woo! <laughs> <laughs> life is like an airship here in Lorelei. <laughs> just do this. This is this is what I want. Wyverns, Modrons, and Orcs. <laughs> Scroll song. A woo! A scroll song. A woo! <laughs> yeah. We're just going to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a beautiful duet. All right. So you play the scroll song, and there's a um, golden light that emanates from it, and you hear a voice saying, You've reached Alona. Please leave a message at the beep. Beep! beep. <laughs> hey, Alona. It's Vinny, too. Lavinia, too. We're just going to teleport. We're do some teleporting. <laughs> you hear a click and she's like hey girl sorry you know how it is you gotta screen out the randos oh do you get a lot of randos oh man it's just randos from hell to breakfast up here oh geez which is funny because there's like a literal hell portal like not that far from me everybody wants something all the time um yeah which i guess is technically me i was hoping to <laughs> bring my battered and sad friend to the Ragged Woods to meet with her friends that are trying to save my family. This is your emergency? You're calling it in? Yeah, I'm going to call it in. I guess it's kind of a spiritual, emotional emergency. Yeah, it's a feelings emergency. And also, I would like to see my dad before I go battle a scary, weird, evil concept thing. <laughs> You're a real sweet kid. Thanks, I try. All right, so this is a two-way, right? You want to there and back? Yeah, although it might just be one going back. I think she might end up staying with her friends. All right, so I think this might be the last time we talk until you end up here f for permanence, for realsies. Um, do you know anything about Zavala? And I explained to her what he is. She says, the gods are vaguely aware that there are things outside of our planes, of out outside what we call the Great Wheel. That encompasses the outer and inner planes, but they're abstract in a way that makes it difficult to communicate in language. I mean, you said concepts, and that's really what it is. I mean, Plato doesn't exist, but they are, they are the platonic ideals in that sense of everything that this world is made up of. So if you think about the world as being made up of atoms, and then those make molecules and those make up compounds the world is a series of stacking concepts and at the very bottom the thing that underpins all of them is just the idea of things 
and that's what they are. And I don't know if you can punch an idea <laughs> to death. Can word punch it. <laughs> if it can be done, uh, it seems like you guys are absolutely intent on trying. So I wish you luck. Okay. Also, I know what the thing in the ocean is. The very evil thing? It's very evil. And I tell her what it is. She says, that sounds terrifying and awful. And I guess theoretically, a bunch of good gods could come together and maybe defeat it. But we try not to intervene on the material plane for obvious reasons. Yeah. Once you get one, everyone else starts intervening and then it just becomes nonstop apocalypses every day, all day, every day. You kind of have to draw the line somewhere. I just thought you should know. I'm going to try and fix it. I promised a good friend that I tried to bring his god back. So, going to do my best. See, this is exactly why we don't intervene. Once you open that door, it's hard to close it. Nobody told the concept that. Well, that's not a god. I'm talking about the thing in the ocean. Oh. Gods are, you know, we have ideas and feelings and thoughts and Zavala just is. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, it seems like the odds are against you, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm I feel very crushed by crippling stress, but doing the best I can. I'm going to go see my dad now, so thanks for the lift. (laughs) Thank you for being such a good, I don't know if follower is the right word. I'm okay with that word. Yeah? That's fair. See, that's what I like about you. So agreeable. Thanks. (laughs) All right, go out into the world and make it beautiful. I'm trying. (laughs) Do I just open this girl back up to go home? When you play the song again. Okay. It will be the last time. Okay. Okay. Thank you for everything. Bye, Vinny. Bye. (laughs) And you and Jem are gone in a flash of golden light, and suddenly you are knee-deep in water, standing in the middle of your village. Oh, yikes. Behind you, you see the spiral of Lorelei, and there has been a trench dug all around it to keep the water away and there's like barricades on the other side of the trench so when the trench inevitably floods over it'll be able to hold the water back for a little bit more um but things here seem to be not great hello (laughs) someone pokes their head out of their flooded hut (laughs) and sees you and says Vinny. hey did the boat come yet this kenku walks out and says yeah we're loading it up now hey uh, name Hi. Um, I'm just dropping off my friend to get on the boat and help with the boat stuff. I also was hoping to see my dad. Yeah, I think he's at your place getting his stuff. Okay. So everyone's okay? Everyone's getting on the boat? I mean, everyone who's left. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> I, got, I got somebody here as soon as I could. Thanks. Boat travel is not instantaneous, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it's it's rough all around. I'm glad you're okay, guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah, thanks. I am doing all right. That's why they call me All Right Jeff. That's true. That is why we call you that. Because I'm basically always all right. All right. <laughs> he gives you finger guns. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go see my dad now. Have a good time on the boat, I guess. All right, Jeff goes back in his house to collect his last few earthly belongings. I'm going to my house. You lead Jem over to your house, the door is open, there's water in your living room, and you can hear somewhere from your parents' room, Mayor Moreno rummaging around and getting whatever he can get. 
Surprise! Wah! Sorry. Hi. It's me. Yeah, he doesn't even say anything before he just, like, swoops over to hug you. Hugs, yes. I'm hugging him. Hey, Dad. Jim stands there awkwardly. Hey, Dad. Well, hey, what are you doing here? Where's Kay? Uh, he's on the boat. My boat. You have another boat? Yeah, that's the boat that we're using. We sent you guys this boat. There's a lot of boats in play. Yeah, um, I'm just dropping my friend off. This is Jem. Jem, this is my dad. <laughs> Jem's like, hi. This is awkward. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I had to say hi to my dad. Um, her friends are the ones that with the boat, so she's gonna go with them, and then I have to go back to my boat. Alona magicked me here, and then she's gonna magic me home. Alona? Yeah. That's that's a miracle. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Look at this girl I have. <laughs> oh, it's very shiny. I know, but unfortunately, the, when I go back to the boat, that's the last time I can use it. So I don't think I'll be able to get like a direct line to her anymore. We all, we have a direct line to her in our prayers. Well, I mean, I'm not going to get an instantaneous response. Well, I mean, I didn't even know that was a possibility until like 30 seconds ago. So Yeah, uh, I actually traveled to the Beastlands not that long ago. And there was another me. That was weird. Um, but there were also a lot of soft dogs. <laughs> Do you want to just explain all that to him? Yeah. Okay. There's a scene of you like gesticulating wildly as the audio cuts out and Jem looking awkward and your dad being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> as you validate his entire life's work and religion. And then when you finish, he's just like exhausted. He hasn't done or <laughs> said anything, but he's just like full body exhausted by all of this and he's just like misting up a little bit and he's just like my little Vinny meeting with gods saving the world so strong so brave so fierce oh Oh, dad come on (laughs) I'm so proud of you oh thank you is there anything else I know you packed up before you went on your first adventure that didn't go so well but if you want anything you might want to grab it because we're the village is about (laughs) done (laughs) Yeah, I think I know what I left here. Okay, I'm not sure what's up with your tone. Okay, so you can go to her room. Mm -hmm. Jem, wait here. I have things to get for my room. Okay, I guess I'll make awkward small talk with your dad. Hi. Yes, do that. Bye. Okay, so I got my room. Uh Uh-huh. It's it's flooded. (laughs) Yeah, I open like a cabinet or some shit. Okay, you have a cabinet. Yeah, I have I have like a something in my room. Whatever, desk, drawers, wardrobe. Wardrobe. You open it and Mr. Tumnus is in there just like straight chilling. <laughs> That's not true. Well, in the main compartment, in the main, there's just a bunch of regular herbs and I grab those because healing herbs are always great. Yeah, you're urban up. Yeah. Urban outfitters. And then I grab some other herbs from my secret compartment. Secret herbs. Okay. Secret herbs and spices. F- 50 herbs and spices. 30 flavors? 29 flavors? Dr. Pepper or KFC? Dr. Pepper. They both have flavors. <laughs> everything has flavors <laughs> i don't even know what we're talking about anymore all right so you get you get the last of your herbs from your house yes and you guys are ready to go i think so all right so you rejoin Jem and your dad who are just like trying their best not to be weird blush themselves to death she's like so how do you know lavinia <laughs> <laughs> like uh well there's a bit of an incident with some fruit and then listen <laughs> it's yeah it's a whole thing but you guys eventually start making your way towards the Zyrika with some boxes and stuff and you see in the other direction isaac and judy coming 
to get more stuff. They're helping load. Isaac! Judy! Hey! Hey, dude. What are you doing here? Magic. I won't question that. Nice. I (laughs) brought somebody who wants to talk to you with me, and she's going to come on your travels, and also has some words to word at you. (laughs) Words to word at you? Jen pulls you aside, and she like holds up a finger at Isaac, and she's like, I don't know if I can... You can do it. You're ready. You kind of have to be, because everything is flooding. I guess. It's just like... They're your friends. They'll be mad at you, and they'll be hurt. But they're your friends, and if they're really your friends, then everything will be okay. But I just keep messing everything up. Everything I do, I mess up. As long as you try to not mess up, if you mess up, then it's okay. You did your best. Is that is that how it works? <laughs> That's how I live my life. I guess, and you've only gotten shot through the torso, like, a couple times. <laughs> yeah, everyone else has been, like, majorly <laughs> wounded. I'm pretty chill. I mean, you had your throat slit. I guess I don't really know about that, but that definitely happened. Yeah. And I turned it around and made it a positive situation. <laughs> okay. I don't know if Jem's going to like give them everything right now, but she goes over and she tries to patch things up. And I think that's kind of a private conversation between them. But if you want to say anything, if you want to say goodbye to your dad while that's happening. Yeah. Give him a hug and be like, okay, dad, I got to go back and help the guys. Okay. Make sure you take care of Kay. Yeah, he's, he's, ugh, he's a lot. Is he is he eating well? Yeah, he's also throwing people overboard every now and then. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, he's jumping to conclusions. He's doing, you know how he does. I know it's hot. <laughs> oh my god! Just throwing people off boats. Dad, it's good stuff. Dad, it's good oh stuff. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you want me to tell him? I think he actually has a letter um, that he's written while while we're getting you're on your little herb mission. <laughs> And so he hands that to you and he says, don't peek. <laughs> okay, I won't. Okay, thank you. All right, I better call Alona. Okay, are you going to be okay? I'll be okay. I'll send you a message when I know what's going on. I can do that now, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you're like crazy magic. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks around awkwardly and I think as you see people like loading stuff onto the boat and going back, you know, this is just like not many people. Like there's a couple. Oh, what happened here, dad? Did I not get get here fast enough? No, it's just faith will only take you so far, you know? And when there's no money or food, sometimes uh, you have to make tough choices. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, I'm very proud of you, dad. Thank you, Vinny. We're all just doing our best out here. And Isaac and Judy know what they're doing, and they know to keep keep moving. Just make sure you guys don't stop for too long. Okay. We're going to try check a couple different places out. I don't know if Meadowlark's safe or if Mykonos is safe. We'll we'll see what's what, but... Mykonos is probably not safe. Okay. We kind of did a number on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nowhere is safe, but we'll do our best to find safest... Does I, yeah, Isaac knows about the bodies on the beach at Meadowlark, so maybe avoid that too. Yeah, it's everything sounds pretty bad. Is your friend your friend looks strong? Is I assume she's here for that? Is she gonna help keep us safe? I think so. She is very strong. She's gotta talk to Isaac and Judy. They all came with us together. Yeah, they're talking right now. Does she have a weapon? She looks like she's basically wearing a wife beater and some gym shorts. <laughs> oh gosh, I didn't even think about that. 
Okay, Dad. I have, I have to go talk to her too. Okay. I love you. I love you too, Benny. Bye, Dad. <laughs> have a good adventure. Oh gosh, I'll try. <laughs> Jem and Isaac and Judy are having what seems to be a very difficult conversation, and they all seem on edge, but they're doing their best. Hey guys. Hey. Don't mind me. It's Vinny. Hi, Vinny. Um, I have to get going back. Uh-huh. Because I'm sure the dudes need me. But, um... The dudes. The dudes and Violet. And so I thought maybe uh, you might be able to use this more than I do. I got Ziggy's staff, so that'll help. I don't I don't need this anymore. And I give her my whip. You giving Jem your whip? Your vine? Yeah, my, my scorpion whip. My vine whip. We have not mentioned since, I think, episode one, but you actually have that item on your sheet as whip parentheses scorpion whip because of the spines on it the thorns Mm -hmm. uh which seems like a creepily apropos replacement for someone who used to have a scorpion tail yeah exactly not intentional very cool and so she takes it and she says uh you're like literally giving me a part of your faith in your culture and maybe you if you're a tree yeah like this is this is you don't got you don't gotta make it a big thing. Gosh! <laughs> okay. And then he starts blushing. Jem hugs you. I hug back. Sorry, I'm such a. Hey, shh! None of that. Uh, I just been so much. Yeah, you've a been lot. a butt, but it's okay. You weren't trying to be a butt. I was a butt too. Sometimes people are butts. Okay. Thank you for understanding. Yeah, that's my my thing. <laughs> I'm the charisma character. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do my best to keep my friends and your family alive. Thank you. Just make sure you guys don't stop moving. Don't get eaten by the monster. And don't bleed. Nobody bleed. Okay, well, hurry up and save the world. Like, <laughs> let's all pull our weight on this one, huh? Yeah, okay. Oh, gosh. Still haven't figured out how we're going to do that, but oof. Oof. No pressure. <laughs> All right. So uh, with that, uh, the villagers who are left, Isaac, Judy, and Jem, and your dad, wave goodbye to you in a little crowd in front of the Zyrika, which is basically now almost in the middle of a forest because of how much of the shoreline is gone. It's quite an image of you waving to them in your flooded village. Bye, guys. Bye. Scroll song. Woo. <laughs> Scroll song. Uh, you play the scroll song, and in a flash of light, you are back in the medical tent. Uh, but this time, the scroll, which you are holding in your hand, explodes in a harmless shower of light and is gone. That was really neat. <laughs> and you're back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and eventually, I think some orcs stop by to check on Jem, and she is gone. And you probably have a awkward conversation about that, huh? Like, uh, yeah, she, she left, but she's not on the island anymore. She's on another, it was magic. She's gone. Uh. They don't seem too broken up about it. They think it's weird, but. Do you guys want some better medicine? I have some herbs (laughs) I can share. I mean. Um, (laughs) so you're going to spend the time waiting for them to come down the tunnels, showing the orcs how to do functional medicine? Yes. All right, so you do that as the rest of the crew 
eventually finds their way back to the orc military base through the tunnels. Once Elias and the gang get close enough uh, as they exit the tunnels behind the military base, Elias once again has control of Job, who lives mm-hmm. in your hair. Yes. And he can signal you that they're ready to go. Job sort of like pokes at Vinny's head, mm-hmm. then hops off and flies around in little circles before flying towards the nearest door, perching along the, the frame of it and looking at Vinny sort of expectantly. Oh, oh! I think that's me. I think I gotta go now. <laughs> so the uh, orc doctors wave to you non-enthusiastically, like they're like, "Bye." I guess they're <laughs> they don't they're not like psyched about your presence in general, but they see they say bye to you. Bye. <laughs> and you get that kind of reception all across the camp as you make your way back over to the airship Zavala, um, which you see your friends emerging from behind. And I guess it's time to leave. The orcs. Don't like any of you, but they're not going to hurt you. They're just basically like, all right, you know, time to go. It's like you guys are being released from prison. And like <laughs> the guards are like, I guess it's your time to go. I'm not happy about it, criminal scum. But I'm going to I'm going to take a moment to address like maybe one of the more amicable orcs mm-hmm. and be like, listen, there's a literal hellhole in there. You guys don't want to go in there and look at it, or bad things are going to happen. But I can't guarantee that bad things aren't going to come out. So, you might want to keep an eye on it. They say, thanks for the heads up, Chief. Do they say Chief sarcastically? Or literally? No, it's like President. Like, even after you're serving President, people still call you President, you know? So then I'm like, stay safe. Stay gold, finger guns. <laughs> Stay gold, pony boy. Yeah, so I guess this is kind of a big thing to leave behind, just a little portal to hell. But if your guys' plan works, it may not be an issue anymore. So I think you leave it behind feeling not great, but mm-hmm. hoping for the best. All the cash is on the table, guys. The chips are in. The money's down. I feel pretty good. All right. You guys clamber back up onto the airship Zavala. It's like a whole ordeal. One of you is very badly injured. Some of us are really short. Yeah, Vinny, you see Sherry is unconscious. Oh, no. Okay, uh, I'm going to cure wounds her. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. <laughs> She's literally passed out. <laughs> I just got here. Joff has been eviscerated. <laughs> I have enough for both of you. Calm yourselves. <laughs> There's enough Vinny for everybody. Finger guns, finger guns. I have two hit points. <laughs> well, how many hit dice do you have? I think you have all your hit dice available. Yeah, I mean, true. All right, so you guys get onto the boat, and uh, I think Lita starts showing Violet how it works, because she's never driven an airship before. Yeah, she did. She did the first episode, or the second episode. You maneuvered it. You don't know how to turn it on. You don't know how to get it up in the air. In fact, you actually rolled for knowledge about it, and all I gave you was you know how to turn it off. (laughs) Okay. That's the I I remember that distinctly, because I thought it would have been really cool if you had jumped onto the Zavala, turned their ship off, and then jumped back onto the Glitter Gold. I was like, damn, that would have been fucking baller. But you okay. you did not, and here we and here we are. Um, but she basically explains that um, the garl iron that is on the outside, what it does is it can change its mass when magic is run through it. Um, so it can basically can, can become lighter than air, um, which is what allows airships to be possible. And so the systems are hooked up to that, and so you have to push certain buttons to run magic through it, which makes it lighter than air. And then you turn on the engine, which gives it forward thrust, and the sails amplify that, and so it flies. And the way to get down is to reverse the current 
so that the magic makes the ship heavier and it comes down. If it didn't have both of those properties, it would be impossible to get up or down, which is why the Garl Iron is so miraculous. And she shows you how all that works, all right. and you guys are ready to take off. Um, Elias will break the vial to signal to Joan that we're going back. Nice. Good thinking. Drop, you've been here before, so I think you you can help show people around. Yeah. The only difference I can think of is that the airship Zavala is a little more sturdy than the Violet one because you guys specifically stole the faster ship. So that one's a little leaner, a little bit faster, less heavily armed and armored. So this one's a little bit of an upgrade there, but nothing meaningful you guys need to worry about. Um, so you take off, and you are airborne in the airship Zavala with Lita at the helm. She's kind of showing Violet how to do it. There's, like, awkwardness. A lot of people are, like, <laughs> messed up, hurt. Uh, a lot of people have questions. But first, I think you guys are going to go pick up the rest of your team on the Violet One. Mm-hmm. I assume we're picking up our, our friends and then we're going to the portal, right? Yeah, there, there's going to be some character moments before we get to the portal, like Elias needs to talk to Joan and such, but... And asking Lita if we can use her eye. There's a lot of conversations that need to happen. Yeah. Okay. But first, you guys fly back towards where the Violet One dropped you off. You guys have been on an airship before, so this isn't a new experience, but it is still novel. You guys are up in the sky and... This is like medieval times. It's like the the birth of this technology, the beginning of... Aviation? No, no, no. When Welch used like machine magic, what's that word for that? The Industrial Revolution? Artificers. Artificing, yeah, artificing, yeah. Yeah, you guys saw like the birth of artificing. You've seen the birth of like, I guess, yes, aviation or like steampunk kind of stuff. Right. Like the world is changing fast and it's kind of scary. Okay. A lot of things are happening all at once, and there's like a lot of like mixed emotions as you guys fly back towards where the violet one is. And I just wanted to just like take a moment to appreciate <laughs> that this is all very strange okay. for mm-hmm. someone like, especially like Violet, who used to have four legs and walk around in the forest all day, <laughs> and now you're in the sky yeah. and you have two legs, and everyone's covered in blood. And yeah, everything's changing for Violet like on a daily basis. So she's <laughs> at this point. I mean, she's not used to it. Every, if everything is always changing, the latest new change is not amazing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. All right. So everyone perception checks to find the violet one on the horizon as you guys fly. All right. Natural 20 from Elias. Okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. Everyone else can stop. <laughs> Elias, you're very excited to reunite with your mother and with Joan to show them your cool new sword. Um, you're just all hyped up. You're like climbed up on the mast to look out. You're being a very good proactive boy. And with your critical hit, you see everything that you need to see, which is actually surprisingly more than you might think. One, you see the violet one. Mm -hmm. It is coming towards where it dropped you guys off. It's sailing. It's fast. It's good. You see a shadow in the water, Mm. a long serpentine shadow chasing it and beginning to curl around it. And you also see a lot of frantic activity on the deck of the violet one. Uh, More people than you left there. Right. Kuatoa, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. You guys remember there was a lot of talk of blood in the water, of blood on the side of the ship, on the deck of the ship. Yeah. Violet, by taking a header into the ocean, definitely led the Kuatoa to the ship, and they've been chasing it ever since. You say that this uh, th- this ship is armed. Does that mean more than harpoons, or does that mean what? Harpoons. This is not a good idea. <laughs> okay. No. I'm, just, I'm just asking if we had cannons. Okay, I just wanted to know if I could shoot a cannon. That would make the problem worse. I, yes, but I really want to. But that's what you guys see. Below you, the Violet One is engaged in some naval warfare as it tries to get to where it thinks you guys are. With that critical hit, I'm just going to tell you, you guys see Kuatoa are clambering up all around it, trying to get on. But there's a couple of factors that are making it difficult for them. 
One is that Tusk is absolutely relentless and punting those guys back over the edge. <laughs> and the other is that Sildiel has the last black amber throwing knife mm. from the Cascades arc. Remember, one was went into the ocean and one yep. disappeared. And you, I think you can intuit that Welch recovered it and broke it down into two of its components like she did with the staff and the loot right. in order to add it to her magical staff. Mm-hmm. I have it written on my outline as Violet's Horn. I think I need a better uh, name for Welch's item because it's like the most important thing in the campaign right now. But I've called it a spear and I've called it a staff. The staff of the staff of MacGuffin. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'll call it Alona's Bane is what I'll call it. I don't have anything better, but yeah, that's what we'll call it right now. You guys are after Alona's Bane, but right now Sildiel is brandishing the Black Amber throwing knife on the deck trying to like spook them back while Tusk runs around kicking them. Right. So which is why they're not overwhelmed. But there's a lot of them and they're swarming over the ship and also what you guys know as Mother, the dark evil ocean god abomination thing is also part of this and it since it's also sends blood in the water that's what's happening can't we shoot mother with cannons oh my god i don't think so <laughs> why not i mean we could but ask me if i think it'd work <laughs> this drop has actually interacted with it so yeah uh, yeah in the sense that it chased him a little yes okay we had a good time <laughs> All right, what do you do? Violet tries to go as quickly as she can towards uh, our friends, but without not so fast that we ram into them, though. You can't ram up into them. You're in the sky. Yeah. I know. I need, I know. They're on the ocean. I'm in the sky. I mean, I'm. we're not speeding. We're not nose diving into them is what I'm saying. All right. Vehicle proficiency <laughs> check. To get there fast? Sure. Yeah. I guess you're hip checking lead out of the way. <laughs> like, I got this. You're hurt. Step back. I got this. That's that's what she would do. Mm-hmm. All right, my vehicle proficiency is plus three. Twenty-two. Whoa, yeah. So you, Violet, you take the controls and you swoop in, and a couple things happen very fast. One is a jet of corrosive, <laughs> noxious fluid shoots out like a spout from under the ocean and tries to hit your ship. You turn, you it misses you. Very good. If you guys lose the ship, you lose the campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So 22, you dodged the first spout, and you guys are are closing the distance now. You're over the violet right. one. Everybody can see what's happening. You're in cannon range, spell range. You're above them now, mm. but you were not you were not knocked out of the sky. I have a, I have, I have a question, um, like out of character here. Mm-hmm. We need the Zavala. Do we need the violet one anymore? Nope. No, but we do need to get people off of it before you know we sink it. The Vala is a better ship. We need to find a way to get them up here, but... Oh, oh, I have an idea. Why don't we... Sh- what I'm trying to say is, if if the Violet One is a lost cause, what I'm trying to say is, we why can't we shoot harpoons into the Violet One? Have Because uh, there's rope, and then our friends can climb up, and then after our friends climb up, and the Kuatoa are there, we can either just leave them alone or cut the ropes, or just wreck them. But either, either way, the harpoons can create basically very quickly create ropes that are sturdy for them to climb up. Yeah. If you want to do that, just you say you do that. Violet, Violet says to do that. Oh, my <laughs> God. Let me think here. So, so the people that we need to pick up from the ship, Professor Chance. Okay, that's a bunch of people. Um, yeah. Okay, the people who are still on the ship are Joan, Sildiel, Hunter, Tusk, and Professor Chance. What about my dad? And Sheriff K. Yeah. Okay, so um, do we have six harpoons? Yes. Fire six harpoons, Violet says. I'm going to send a message to Joan telling her what's happening. Austin. Yeah? Do we have rope ladders? 
No, if if you'll recall, the Zavala had to save Drop from the Ocean by daisy chaining Modron together. Right. Which would, right. would not have been required if they had a regular old ladder. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because these were not designed to be airships. They're regular ships that, yeah. Mm. That would be really convenient if you guys just had a ladder. <laughs> sort of, It sort of seems to me like something that maybe at some point in time the crew might have been like, you know what would be a good idea? <laughs> you say that, but you guys also spent 30 hours with a ship and never tried to disguise that it was stolen, so. That's true. Look, look when I'm trying, all right, I, I have a question. Since we're literally like right above them, uh-huh. are we really rolling for projectile uh, or, or missile or or can we just blast these things? No, you guys are good. You, with your 22 on the vehicle proficiency check, yeah. you get right in there. You would have to deliberately try to miss. Okay. Blast them, Violet says. All right. So everybody agrees? Yeah. I sent a message to Joan to advise her of the plan. All right. So harpoon after harpoon slams into the Violet one as you guys perforate it with six holes i don't know if it could survive being shot from above and like directly down into the water so it's a good thing you've all accepted it's a lost cause but um as soon as people start running to the ropes the kuatoa swarm because sildiel turns around so she doesn't have the dagger out anymore and it becomes a race to try to get up the ropes before the kuatoa drag them down to their deaths Mm -hmm. you guys do anything to assist that climb you two of us have magic can't you like you know drop them with something uh, I don't have any spells that are good at dropping people. Yeah. One more. I have one more spell slot, which I could do the third instance of Tensor's Floating Disc <laughs> to act as a platform to either catch or lift someone as they get close enough to speed up the process. And I have two dissonant whispers left, so I can probably stop like two go to. It sounds like we don't really need to roll through this. Why don't you guys paint me a narrative picture? Let's write a short story about this. I want to yell down and be like, once everybody's on the rope, cut it below you. Nice. And once anybody starts cutting, like, cuts the rope below them, I'm going to try and haul the the rope up manually. Mm-hmm. Violet will try to help with that, too, because she's strong. Basically, Elias is going to be on the standby, kind of watching whether it might be particularly Kuatoa and just using firebolts, because he has 120 feet range with that, to sort of... <laughs> shoot directly on the deck of the Violet One near Ooh. where the the harpoons are to add a deterrent to get the, for them to get on the ropes after everyone's on there. And when Drop starts pulling them up, uh, pulling individuals up, he's using Tenzer's disc to aid in getting them up and on the deck so he can move on to handle the next rope. If any of the Kuatoa actually make it onto the ropes, Vinny casts uh Any of the Kuatoa? Well, not Hunter. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. Just just checking. Let, let me live my life. I'm just checking. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted clarity, that's all. Oh my. Okay, but that I'm going pew and dissonant whispersing them. So you guys do a really good job actually. Everyone everyone's pitching in. You guys had a good check to get in close, a good plan. All everyone's involved is like super competent. Like I think at one point like maybe Chance falls behind because he's not great at running or climbing and like he starts getting pulled back by Kuatoa, but then he just casts levitate on himself and just floats up. <laughs> mm-hmm. He could basically just fly. I think like maybe Sildiel starts to fall or Joan and then they just grab each other and face step up onto the Right. Zavala, as, as they get close enough. Like, all this really dramatic stuff that I can think of to, like, throw, uh, like, a wrench in this uh, can be solved by the innate properties of the people involved. Mm-hmm. Probably K is so strong. He can just go up so fast. Tusk is very strong. Drops helping pull up the ropes. You guys are firing on them. It's a really good um, scene of you guys saving them. The only complication is 
amidst the burning and punctured violet one and the crowd of Kuotoa crowding towards the ropes, one very large one with a terrifying looking weapon. If you've seen my DM notes I posted on Patreon, I called this weapon the suffering, um, which is father's hook. Yikes. He like does this, the slow cool guys don't look at explosions walk through the firebolts and gets near the ropes, doesn't even try to climb them and just starts calling up after Hunter. And none of you guys can speak Kuatoa, but whatever it is, Hunter stops climbing and looks back. Hunter, no! This is a this is a really really bad guy, right? Father? Yes. Yeah. He yes. skins people alive for a living. Okay. You can make your own judgment calls on his morality, but yeah, like people actually pay him to do that. He had to oh apprentice for a couple of years and everything. Quick, quick question: um, Are all our guys no longer on the deck of the Violet One? Are they climbing? Like they're all in in the air climbing. Hunter's or... still climbing. All right, he's still climbing. But but what I'm trying to say is he's not on the Violet One. Correct. I cannon father. Okay, so you have to reload one of them. That's fine. All right, so give me a dexterity check to reload it fast enough to shoot him before he convinces Hunter to come back. I was just gonna talk to him. No, no, this is more fun. Um... <laughs> Hunter, remember all the times we violent. <laughs> <laughs> Blasts him. So yeah, give me that monologue as he's reloading the cannon. Hunter, wait! No! 20. Oh my god. <laughs> 20! <laughs> Hunter, wait! No, don't listen to him. He's got a really pointy thing, and I feel like if you go back there, he'll use it on you. And we're best friends, remember? We're gonna fix it together, and we're gonna fix Mother. Come back up here with me! <laughs> he looks up at you and you see he still is holding the leaf you gave him in his hand as he climbs. I just rolled a 23 on persuasion. <laughs> and he, he clutches it for strength and making this important decision as the cannon goes off and <laughs> a giant harpoon slams into father and it actually hits him because it's coming from above and basically blasts him through the deck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and down into the violet one, which is on fire. Oh, God. So good. <laughs> I'm going to start trying to pull up Hunter's rope with my tiny little hands. Are you guys just going to take off with some of them still attached to the Violet One? Or are you going to... No, we're going to cut the ones that don't have people on them. And once Hunter's up, we'll cut that one too. Yeah. Yeah. But once all the, all the harpoons have done what they're supposed to do, we can just cut them all and go. Nice. All right. Vehicle proficiency check to escape Violet. Mm-hmm. Last check of the sode. Damn. I've been doing so well in checks, so that means this one's going to be bad. I know. <sighs> 13. That's good. Not amazing, though. Yeah, you spin the ship around and start heading towards the portal, and as you do, there is the sound of Mother breaking through the surface for the first time this has ever happened, as far as any of you know. Oh, that's gonna be unsightly. Yeah. You've never seen it up close except for through the visions of the Kuotoa Lavinia. What this is, is... You can say a mess. It's a mess. It's a pulpy flesh tendril of things that do not go together it is different colored and it's seeping fluid and it has like sores and pustules and things that are like opening and closing it looks like barnacles but like mouths and those as they like open and close as if grasping at you and you can also see that this is where the jets emit from these these terrible barnacly protuberances on this thing and it's as it breaks the water and starts to try to reach up to get your ship, um, you see it actually starts to come apart. Like its skin bursts and just ooze starts to come out and it's it's like pus 
Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like really deep sea fish. Mm. Intimately. The ones that look like H.R. Geiger shit, right? But they're so pressurized that if they come too far up, they literally explode uh, because they're not meant to be up. And that's kind of this thing. You've, it's, you've seen, even when it could have grabbed things out of the air, it has never broken the surface because it does not belong out of the water. Right. And as it tries to, something fundamental of the universe does not allow it to happen. And it starts to unravel and putrefy. And almost it rots before your eyes at an alarming accelerating rate. And as it unfurls to try to just smash your ship, uh, it collapses under its own terrible disgusting weight just the most disgusting toxic mm. sludgy sausage as it s- just smashes back into the ocean and disappears um and also the violet one comes apart at the seams and collapses into the ocean and the kuator are scattered below you as you guys escape cool drop looks wistfully at the sinking wreckage and whispers to himself i'm gonna miss those pickles <laughs> I thought you were going to say, that'll do, ship. That'll do. (laughs) So you guys make your way towards the Feywild. And for Violet, Elias, and Sildio, at least, um, it could be said that you guys set your sails, fly, the wind it will take you. Oh, my God. Home sweet home. You're you're gross. (laughs) (laughs) I set my sail. Fly the wind, it will take me back to my home, sweet home. Lie on my back, clouds are making way for me, I'm coming home, sweet home. You left it burning for me, Mother. I As always, I'd like to thank Overclock Remix for our theme music, including Tears and Rain, an arrangement of Seattle from Deus Ex Invisible War. Dream Eater Mix, an arrangement of Lavender Town theme from Pokemon, and Akid Pella, an arrangement of Setting Sail Coming Home from Bastion. Executive producers for Dice Funk for the month of February 2017 are Kirsten Haslinger, Extellaris, Joseph Timbrello, Andrew Grothen, Jade, The Church of Gorfanax, Arjun de Koning, Allison Ansel, Tarka, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Just a Jester, John Potts, Kevin Dobbins, Sevarden Akrosimova, Carl, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Eugene T, Marissa Donaldson, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Emmanuel Garcia, Sarah Hanley, Melissa Booker, Cameron Avis, Dylan, Anna Stulfar, Sean, the host of Funk Dunk, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Christopher Charlotte, Jorit, Cody Jackson, August Rue, Athos, Ingmar Gremen, and Paul Mullen. If you want to help support the show, you can join this list at patreon.com slash austinyorski, or you could help support Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut. If you want to help indirectly, 
You can always find us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, or YouTube, and like, subscribe, or leave a comment. We just want to thank everybody out there for all your support as we near the end game of Season 2. So remember to begin preparing your questions for the postmortem, which we will record the week after the finale. You'll be able to send those questions to me at twitter.com slash or you can post them in the fan forums at thefunkyshack.boards.net. Just be warned that that place is very horny and not safe for work.